It's Sunday, May 21st, 2023. I'm Audrey Merkel, and welcome to the Merkel Treehouse. Bitcoin 2023 has wrapped up, my friends, but the buzz is still in the air. The big shots have packed their bags, the conference halls are being cleared out, and Miami bids farewell to the Bitcoin crowd. I must say, it was quite a successful gathering with influential speakers, a handful of significant announcements, and an atmosphere filled with joy. The organizers did their best to keep those pesky shitcoiners at bay, although the bear market may have played a role in their absence as well. Attendance dropped to 15,000 this year, down from a whopping 35,000 last year. Now let's turn our attention to our man on the ground, Morton Anger, who's in the heart of Miami to bring us all the juicy details. Morton, take it away. Hey, Audrey, how you doing? Listen, Morton just stepped away to take care of business in the little boy's room, but he'll be right back, no worries. Can you believe it? I ended up in the hospital of all places. Yeah, the conference was going great, all exciting and all, but I had a little mishap, you know? Life's got its way of throwing curveballs, and this time it got me good. I'm at the conference, searching high and low for the legendary surfer Jim. I'm talking day and night, my eyes scanning every corner, every nook and cranny, hoping to catch a glimpse of the man himself. Then, on a Saturday night, at an epic after-party by the hotel pool, it happened. There he was, surfer Jim, holding court like a king. In one hand, a juicy tomahawk steak, and in the other, doing curls with a massive barbell. Must have been 50 pounds. The plebs around him were captivated, hanging onto his every word. With my heart racing and adrenaline pumping, I summoned the courage to approach him and pay my respects. But just as I got closer, fate played a wicked trick on me. A bee, of all things, decided to plant its sting right on my cheek. And let me tell you, my friends, I'm allergic to those stingers. My face started swelling up like a balloon, and panic set in. To make matters worse... I had left my EpiPen in the glove compartment of the caddy. Dizziness swept over me, and darkness clouded my vision. It felt like I was losing the battle. But in my moment of desperation, my dear friend Morton Anger stepped up in the most courageous way. He sucked out the venom to save my life. That's true friendship, my friends, and I'll be forever indebted to him. Morton rushed me to the hospital where they stabilized my condition. As I'm laying here recovering, I've got a mix of emotions disappointment for missing that precious opportunity to meet surfer Jim once again, but also gratitude for the gift of life and the true friendship that had pulled me from the brink. Hey Vinny, give me the microphone. Audrey will be patching in at any moment. We're on right now, Mort. Ladies and gentlemen, please accept my sincerest apologies for the behavior of my esteemed friend Vinny. He was unable to relax when I brought him in, so the doctor felt it necessary to administer a cocktail of tranquilizers to calm him down. Hey, I'm a tough guy, you know that. I'll bounce back, no doubt about it. Just a little setback on this wild adventure I call life. I'll be back in action before you know it, ready to tackle those sails like a champ. Yes, Vinny, of course. Why don't you take a little nap? Ladies and gentlemen, what a whirlwind of brilliance and charisma we witnessed at Bitcoin 2023. The conference was teeming with the finest minds and influential figures from the world of Bitcoin, including luminaries like Matt O'Dell, Alex Gladstein, Michael Saylor, Adam Back, and countless others. Their insights and contributions were nothing short of extraordinary. 
However, amidst this sea of remarkable individuals, it was the presence of national politicians on the main stage that truly captivated my attention. Yes, my friends, brace yourselves for the clash of titans from the American uniparty political system. Two presidential candidates, each representing different wings of the establishment, took to the podium to share their visions for our beloved nation. In one corner, we had Robert F. Kennedy Jr., a name that resonates with the legacy of his iconic family. Kennedy, a lifelong environmentalist, ventured into the realm of Bitcoin and unveiled his belief in its power to safeguard our freedoms. He spoke passionately about the need to defend our right to self-custody and run nodes, emphasizing that Bitcoin is a bulwark against government and corporate expansion. However, his call for miners to adopt pro-environmental energy techniques reveals a lack of understanding of an industry that is already incentivized to prioritize sustainable practices. It raises a red flag, my friends, and we must tread cautiously when it comes to the intersection of Bitcoin and environmentalism. And then, in the other corner, we had Vivek Ramaswamy, a candidate who shattered expectations by acknowledging the threats posed by the combination of government power and private enterprise. Ramaswamy's focus on sound money and Federal Reserve reform struck a chord with many of us. He promised to make sound money a central issue in the presidential contest, but here's where the skepticism sets in. He conditioned this promise on Bitcoiners donating to his campaign. Now, my friends, doesn't that call into question his unwavering belief in sound money? Shouldn't our leaders advocate for what they believe in, regardless of financial contributions? We must ponder these questions and remain vigilant. As we reflect upon these two candidates and their speeches, we see both similarities and divergences. They both recognize the importance of Bitcoin in preserving our freedoms and challenging the status quo. They both express their commitment to embracing innovation and healthy competition. Yet they differ in their understanding and approach. Kennedy's environmental advocacy overlooks the existing incentives for miners to adopt sustainable practices, while Ramaswamy's reliance on Bitcoin donations raises concerns about the purity of his convictions. My friends, let us not be swayed solely by the charisma and promises of politicians. It is our duty to scrutinize their words, hold them accountable, and ensure that they truly represent our values. The stage has been set, and the battle for the presidency beckons. We must navigate this political landscape with discernment and choose a leader who not only talks the talk, but walks the walk. Together, we shall strive for a future where Bitcoin thrives, freedom flourishes, and the voices of the people resonate louder than ever before. Let us seize this moment, my friends, and forge a path towards a brighter and more prosperous tomorrow. And here's to Morton Anger, my lifesaver and true friend. You saved my life and I am forever in your debt. And here's to the unpredictability of life, teaching us to appreciate every moment. Keep riding those waves, my friends, and remember in the end, it's the connections we make that truly define us. I'm just glad you're doing okay, Vinny. Audrey, back to you. Thank you, Morton. And get well soon, Vinny. Oh, the dreams we have, my friends, of witnessing a presidential showdown between two Bitcoin enthusiasts. Alas, our hopes are often shattered by the reality of corporate media capture. It seems we're destined for a sequel of the Trump-Biden clownfest, much to our dismay. Bitcoin transcends politics, and most of us are reluctant to spend much time on politicians of any stripe. But perhaps David McIntosh of the Club for Growth was right when he said from the main stage, politics has found us. Could the upcoming presidential election be an opportunity for Bitcoiners to shake the masses awake from the hypnosis fiat money has induced in our current political reality? Like I said, we can only dream.
All things considered, I must give credit to the Bitcoin 2023 organizers for putting together a commendable conference. However, it wasn't entirely smooth sailing, as we encountered a fair share of unpleasant brushes with the proponents of shitcoins. Wherever they roam, they seem to bring along their trolling ways and leave behind a stench that lingers. Sammy Nash is live at the Punchline Palace in Ann Arbor, Michigan, with a new stand-up routine about those shitcoiners. Sammy? How are you tonight, folks? I'm really glad to be back. You know, they say Peter McCormick was so hungover while emceeing the Bitcoin conference on Saturday, he accidentally introduced the keynote speaker as the hair of the dog instead of the star of the show. Talk about a rough morning after. So I heard that guy Kurt Wucker tried to pull a sneaky move at the conference. He wanted free entry, so he decided to play dress-up as a member of the press. Smooth move, buddy. But the event staff weren't fooled. They caught on to his little scheme and said, Hey, why don't you try buying a ticket like everyone else? Ouch. Poor Kurt had to make a hasty exit, tail between his legs. Can't afford your own ticket, Kurt? Those BSV bags getting heavy? Maybe next time he'll leave the tricks to his hero, Craig Wright. Did you hear about Stacy Herbert having the pleasure of crossing paths with the notorious pump-and-dumper BitBoy Crypto? Supposedly, BitBoy wanted to know why Stacy was such a bitch. Wow. Stay classy, BitBoy. Ah, BitBoy Crypto, the cringiest of brands. I can only imagine the level of pain one must endure by listening to him. But hey, if you willingly subject yourself to his nonsense, you kind of deserve what you get. Did you see Udi Wertheimer and Eric Wall decided to grace us with their presence on the main stage? And by grace, I mean they dressed up like sunken-chested Gandalfs. What a pair of wieners. Who needs substance and professionalism when you can have grown men playing dress-up? I can already hear the audience asking, are these the entertainers or the escapees from Hogwarts? Maybe next year let's leave the wizard cosplay for Halloween parties, shall we? Last but not least, we have Hotep Jesus at the conference news desk, singing the praises of Web3. Oh, Hotep, you're a bit late to the party. That Web3 hype was so last year when everyone and their dog was peddling it like a cure-all potion. But guess what? It's all smoke and mirrors, my friends. Hotep is just repeating a word he's heard from marketers and unscrupulous VCs. I mean, he probably thinks Web3 is just a sequel to Spider-Man's adventures on the Internet. All right, folks, that concludes our shitcoiner tour of the Bitcoin conference circus. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Sammy. While this Bitcoin conference has certainly improved compared to previous ones, it's rather peculiar that the organizers would still allow speakers and coverage that lack substance. It's evident that some individuals involved have little understanding of Bitcoin and shouldn't have a place in such conferences. In stark contrast, the BitBlock Boom Conference, taking place from August 24th to 27th in Austin, sets a high standard with zero tolerance for shitcoining and unprofessionalism. It's a gathering dedicated to pure Bitcoin signal, and a refreshing dose of freedom that we eagerly anticipate each year. Now let's hear a special message from the exceptional organizers at BitBlock Boom. Grandpa, why do you have so much Bitcoin? Well, it all started in the year 2023 when I attended a conference called BitBlock Boom. What's BitBlock Boom, Grandpa? It was a conference where people talked about Bitcoin. This was way back when we used something called the US dollar for money. 
Bitcoin wasn't always the world's money? If it weren't for great speakers at BitBlockBoom like Jimmy Song, Adam Curry, and Preston Pish, we'd all be living in pods and eating bugs. Instead, I was able to avoid fiat enslavement and secure generational wealth. F***ing legend. Be the legend your grandchildren deserve. Experience the best Bitcoin conference out there and join the Bitcoin revolution. BitBlockBoom, the only conference for true Bitcoin maximalists. Book your tickets today at bitblockboom.com and use the code MERK for a special discount. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to secure your tickets for the authentic Bitcoin-only conference, BitBlockBoom. These folks have mastered the art of number-go-up technology, so don't delay as prices will rise closer to the event. And remember to use the promo code MERK for a fantastic 10% discount. Check the show notes for details. Before we conclude, we send you out to the range. Pinto Pete awaits with the seventh installment of his captivating Bitcoin white paper series. Take it away, Pinto. Well, howdy, y'all. Today we dive into Section 7 of the Bitcoin white paper. Now in Section 7, that clever dude Satoshi Nakamoto delves into the art of reclaiming disk space. Now this here is a topic worth wrangling with, as it shines a light on an important aspect that ain't been implemented in the Bitcoin system to this day. Satoshi had a real hankering to save disk space, and rightly so. See, every 10 minutes a new block is added to the time chain, weighing in at around 1 megabyte. That's a hefty load, I tell you. It adds up to a whopping 144 megabytes each day, or about 50 gigabytes per year. Back in the early days when there weren't as many transactions, the blocks were smaller. But as the years rolled on, that blockchain grew like a sturdy oak tree. Today we're closing in on 500 gigabytes. That's a whole mess of data to handle. To tackle this challenge, Satoshi had a clever plan. He aimed to reduce the size of the time chain by removing old transactions that have served their purpose. Now, the way he accomplished this was through a nifty structure called a Merkle tree. A Merkle tree? What's that, Pinto? Well, Curly, it's a way of structuring hashes to verify the storage of data. Picture a tree, with its leaves spread out in all their glory. That's how transactions were stored within a block, in an organized order akin to the leaves on a tree. But here's where the magic happens. Satoshi knew that he could trim the branches of this tree without disrupting the whole dang thing. How? Well, he computed hashes for each level of the tree, from the leaves up to the root. And by doing so, he could discard some transactions without tampering with the main hash, just like pruning a tree by snipping off leaves and branches that ain't needed no more. Now the idea was to only include the root of this Merkle tree in the block's hash, while the interior hashes could be tossed aside. This way, when enough blocks bury the latest transaction, those spent transactions that came before it could be thrown out like yesterday's trash. It's a way to save disk space without breaking a sweat over the block's hash integrity. But here's the thing, folks. Despite all the brilliance of Satoshi's plan, it never made its way into the actual Bitcoin software. Instead, the Bitcoin network took a different route. They built their own database of unspent coins, which they call UTXOs, or unspent transaction outputs. Whenever a new transaction comes a-riding into town, these nodes check if it's trying to spend coins that have already been spent. They ain't too fond of no double spending, you see. Once a transaction gets confirmed and added to the time chain, these nodes update their UTXO database accordingly. It's like keeping a tally of all them coins that are still up for grabs. And let me tell you, this UTXO database ain't no hog monster when it comes to disk space. 
In a nutshell, folks, this section of the white paper sheds light on the importance of reclaiming disk space in the Bitcoin network. Satoshi Nakamoto had a clever plan with them Merkle trees and pruning the time chain, but it never quite made its way into the actual Bitcoin software. Instead, full nodes can take charge with their UTXO databases and operate in pruning mode, keeping the disk space in check while verifying transactions like nobody's business. So there you have it, partners. That's the lowdown on Section 7 of the Bitcoin white paper. Disk space may be a challenge. Heck, it even sparked a great big block-size war. But the Bitcoin network finds ways to wrangle it and keep on chugging along. Remember, it's all about adapting and innovating to stay ahead of the curve. I reckon that's enough chewing the fat for now. Happy trails, y'all. Thank you, Pinto. Make sure to mark your calendars and join us again on Wednesday for the next captivating installment of Pinto Pete's White Paper Lecture Series. And with that, we conclude today's show. Remember to tune in every Wednesday and Sunday for the finest in Bitcoin mindshare. But before we go, let's enjoy the incredible tunes of Horace Morris and the talented Merkle Treehouse Band. Take it away, Horace. Hi, my name is Eli. As a rule of thumb, never ever never ever send your Bitcoin to a politician. Make them buy their own. Okay, uh, bye.